Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. We're going to be talking about all things business growth, brain rewiring, and climbing from a holistic point of view. You can learn more about me and follow me over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching and on my website, ladybetacoaching.com. You'll also find freebies for building your business, brain rewiring, and training for climbing. I am so excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. I am really pumped for today's topic. We're going to be talking all about some sneaky ways that self-sabotage might be showing up in your life. I know for me, once I started to recognize these patterns, it was so eye-opening and I was like, oh my God, like I really am holding myself back from the goals that I have, from the life that I want to live. And I was just being able to put those pieces together, I think for me, was a massive part of the puzzle. It's not necessarily that I just like instantly fixed all these patterns right away, but just having that insight and being able to just like have that in the back of your mind that like, okay, why am I actually doing this action right here? Is that bringing me closer or farther away from my goals? And then you can start to potentially reconsider your actions because of that. So let's go into some updates. Today is Thursday. It's September 2nd. If you're listening to this episode on the day that it comes out, that means there's not very much time left to apply for Synergy. And if you've been on the fence, if you've been waiting, if you've been procrastinating, I see you. But it's kind of time to hop off because I'm not sure when I'm going to be running this program in the group format again. So if you've been interested in joining a like-minded community of women that get where you're at, they get what you're going through. You want to create more friendships with women. You want to have a space where you can feel safe and feel vulnerable and actually start to process and heal some of the things that you've been through and rewire your brain along the way, start to really reprogram those neural pathways, Synergy is for you. We get started on September 13th and enrollment closes on September 3rd. So if you have not yet applied, I will put the link in the show notes along with more information about the program. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at ladybeta.coaching or through email. I'm Chelsea at ladybetacoaching.com. So super excited for that program to get started. It is honestly like I absolutely cannot wait to see the transformations that these women are going to be getting. It gives me chills. I'm so excited. I know I've said that before, but like just thinking about all of the cool things that they're going to accomplish. I always have everybody do an intro video before we get started and they introduce themselves. They say, you know, who they are, where they're from, and what they want to get out of the program. And that right there is intention setting. That is so incredibly important because I want people to walk away with the transformations that they wanted to get from the program. I want to make sure that they get everything that they want out of this program. And we try as hard as we absolutely can to get those results. There's generally a lot of other bonuses that happen along the way. A good example of this, and I'll use myself, is, you know, I went in for brain rewiring to improve my climbing and to help grow my business. And I got literally so much more along the way. I am much nicer to myself. I'm a much less reactive person. I'm able to have more positive self-talk. I have a lot more confidence. I actually believe in myself and I know my worth. 
So those were all just really small bonuses. Um, not actually small. Those are huge bonuses that I notice in my day-to-day life. And when I really sit down to think about it, my entire vibration, my entire frequency is so much higher after the rewiring process. So much stuff came up for me. So many limiting beliefs, so many stories, so much conditioning. And I was able to release so much of that. And that in and of itself is such a healing process that like you honestly just feel so much lighter after the brain rewiring. It's so exciting. So again, all of that information will be in the link in the show notes. You can learn more about that. And if you are somebody that is interested, like really interested in brain rewiring, but you're not sure if right now is the right time and or you're not sure about the group format, I totally get it. I was skeptical of groups before I joined one and then now I'm a total convert and I'm like, I absolutely cannot get enough of groups. It is just like such an energetic charge for me. But if you're somebody that was wanting to do brain rewiring as more of a self-paced course, kind of go at your own speed. Stay tuned because I will have information on that soon. And if you're interested in that, just send me a message so that I can let you know once those spots are available. I'm going to be doing a tester round of the self-paced version because I want to make sure it's just as effective as the group version. Again, it's really important to me that people get the transformations that they're looking for. So I want to make sure that this program is as good as possibly amazing as it can be. So I'll be doing a small tester round of people for that self-paced version. So if you're interested in that, you can send me a message on Instagram or via email and just let me know so that you can be the first to know when I open those spots up. Okay, so today we're going to be talking all about self-sabotage. So this is a topic that is really near and dear to my heart because I totally thought that I wasn't doing this to myself and it totally turns out that I was. I think we all do this to some extent, whether or not it's conscious or subconscious sometimes, you know, the goals that we have, they're, they're fucking scary. The things that we want to bring into our life, it's intimidating. And, you know, it's that fear of success. It's that fear of failure that really holds us back in these different arenas. You might be thinking, Chelsea, I don't have a fear of success. But if we actually stop to think about our actions, think about what we're doing, you might actually uncover that, like, yeah, you might have a fear of success. I know that I did, especially in my business, especially in climbing, because what it means to be successful, what does that mean? Like everything in your life might change. Your relationships might change. Your social status might change. You know, there's a lot of shifts that might be happening because of a success that you've had. And a lot of the times our ego, it's afraid of change. It doesn't want to move from where it's been. So therefore we might self-sabotage and stay farther away from that success than we might have. Let's do a little defining of self-sabotage. So self-sabotage is when you undermine your own goals and values. So this can be consciously, so that's when you're aware of the fact that you're doing it. The thing that you're doing is undermining one of your goals or values or subconsciously. So when you do something that undermines the goals or values, but you don't realize it until after the fact. And I think that's the big one that a lot of people struggle with, myself included. So self-sabotage can be something that like, you know, there's something that you need to do or something that's quote good for you and you keep putting it off or you do things that directly conflict with that goal that you have. So a good example of this could be climbing training. So I know for me that I get strongest when I focus on training and when I focus on things like the hangboard, core workouts, and doing other specific exercises that actually improve my training that are specific to those muscle groups. 
a form of self-sabotage could be me just continuing to go to the gym and having social sessions because like, yeah, I'm still climbing and that's like fun, but I know deep down it's not getting me closer to the goal of actually becoming stronger. So what we really need to understand is that a lot of the times self-sabotage, it works on some level for us, or at least it does at some point. So this is really key in understanding why we self-sabotage and then changing this for the future as well. So in order for us to stop this behavior, we actually have to understand why we're doing the self-sabotage. What need is it filling for you? So one of the terms that I really like here is called secondary gain. So secondary gain is typically referred to in situations of illness or sickness, but secondary gain is it's defined as the advantage that occurs secondary to the issue. So advantages, this could be things like, okay, you take time off of work, you get extra attention, you get extra sympathy, And for people, like if you're craving more attention in your life, maybe subconsciously you accidentally injure yourself. So the result of that is everyone starts paying you more attention and taking care of you. You got what you wanted, the attention part, but you didn't necessarily want the injury part. That's the expense. That's the negative, the disadvantage. So for many people, this creates a lot of problems because it doesn't actually give them the outcome that they want. Maybe it does temporarily, but that's not something that feels sustainable. It's also happening at that subconscious level. So that means that we're not even aware of it a lot of the times. We're not like faking it. We just know that we're not getting the results that we want. So this just actually perpetuates the problem. So I'm going to give you some more examples of secondary gain because for me, this was something that I was like, oh my fucking God, I am doing this to myself and it took a long time for me to actually realize where these behaviors were coming from and where they were stemming from because it took a lot of like me getting very very honest with myself and that was not gonna lie it was really uncomfortable so other examples of this could be so a climbing example potentially like maybe you're afraid of falling and you get a lot of extra attention from your belayers from other people and they just like pay you a lot of extra attention so therefore your fear of falling is reinforced it's not fixing the problem you're still afraid of falling but you are getting the extra attention that you want where you know maybe in other ways you could actually address that need for wanting extra attention maybe you could speak to your partner your friends your family and just say like hey i'm feeling like i need and want a little bit more attention and that would actually solve the problem or you could go internally and ask yourself where am i neglecting myself where am i not giving myself enough attention and that can usually be really really helpful as well another example could be breaking up with the people that you're dating for like no real or no good reason so the secondary gain here is that you don't have to let people close to you you don't have to get vulnerable nobody's actually going to know the real you and your flaws and weaknesses are kept quote safe you know if you never let anybody have the chance to get to know you then you know your protective walls can stay up so that secondary gain really reinforces that like you're somebody that's not worth knowing that you're somebody that like like, you just need to keep your boundaries up. And I mean, that's not advantageous for you. It's not advantageous for the other person. That is a really common form of secondary gain and self-sabotage. 
Another example of this could be someone that's afraid of succeeding potentially almost as much as they're afraid of failing. So let's do a work example here. So knowing that if you like really show up, you step up in your work, that you would probably, you know, get a promotion, you would maybe get more clients, whatever it is. But then you don't make the changes because you know that when you start, things are actually going to shift for you. And that could be scary. So this is like staying small and staying in your place. That gets reinforced because, I mean, oh my God, what what does it mean if you, quote, fail? Um, I mean, I would argue here that all failing is is an opportunity for learning. But, you know, our ego doesn't necessarily see it that way. We really have to constantly tell ourselves that that's what it is. It's a learning experience. It's not necessarily a failure. And again, the ego doesn't like change. It doesn't want to do things differently. So we do have to constantly remind ourselves that like, hey, that's actually the point of what we're doing here in this life. So now that you kind of understand secondary gain a little bit better, I really want you to think of a situation that you have in your life. So somewhere where you're not seeing the results that you want. So maybe it's in your climbing, maybe it's in your business owner and you're just not having the type of business that you want. Where could you potentially be self-sabotaging yourself? So really asking yourself, like, what are the benefits to me staying stuck right here? And then what are the fears that I have perceived about succeeding or about reaching that next level or about getting those clients. So I'll give a personal example here from my business because it feels really relevant to me because growing a business is, uh, I think, a radical act in self-growth. It's a lot of vulnerability and it can be a very big roller coaster process sometimes. I mean, I absolutely fucking love it, don't get me wrong, but it is something that is has been probably one of the biggest learning lessons of my entire life and I expect it will be in the future as well. So with me and my business, I've been a couple of times at a crossroads where I could either step up, I could step into my power, I can, you know, really do these big things, podcast interviews, I can put myself out there in a big way and my ego creeps in and it's like, nah, man, I don't I don't think so. I think you should just like stay where you're at because that's comfortable. And I mean, I remember the first year of my business, I was constantly uncomfortable because I was putting myself out there and then I got to a point where I was kind of comfortable and didn't didn't practice that putting myself out there muscle for a while and then it felt hard to do so. So I had this one opportunity to be on a larger podcast and, you know, I was like, oh, I think I'm just going to like wait on booking it. I'm not going to like, you know, this is like a really big opportunity. I don't want to mess it up. And that is a huge form of self-sabotage. Like that is me being afraid of success. And that was me being afraid of stepping into my own power. Like the universe didn't give me that opportunity for no reason. The universe gave me that as a test to say, like, do you really want this? Or is this just something that you're like kind of passionate? about. Are you okay staying where you're at? And that question for me is huge. Like, absolutely no, I'm not okay staying where I'm at. I want to evolve. I want to grow. I want to shift. I want to change. That's the point of everything that we're doing. Another example for this, um, for my climbing, and I don't know if this will resonate with you. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Um, I definitely had a huge fear of success in my climbing and climbing harder grades because climbing hard is fucking hard. It's like, it hurts. It's not easy. It's emotional very taxing. And I was like, okay, well, if I actually climb 513, what does that mean? Like, does that mean that I can never fall on a 512 again? You know, I know logically that the answer to that is no. And like, you know, there are a lot of really hard 512s and it's okay to project things, but my brain was telling me that there'd be all these expectations on me from other people that I would have, you know, higher standards for myself, 
more expectations for myself and that just felt like so much pressure. So I actually self-sabotaged and it probably took me a lot longer to send my first 513 than it really needed to just because I was actually afraid of like, okay, things are going to change now. You know, oh shit, what if I actually climb harder than my partner? What does that mean? Does that change our relationship? What if I start working on the same things as my partner as well? So kind of all those thoughts were in my head and I realized that it was the self-sabotage. I was actually able to step out of that, thankfully, step out of my own way. But I think for you, just like really think about the the parts of your life where you're wanting to grow and what is actually holding you back. Because if a lot of the times it is totally subconscious because if we would know the steps to take, like we probably would have already done them. But a lot of the times it's just things blocking us. So with a lot of people, like with self-sabotage and trying to quote fix it, I think most people take this approach of like, well, I'm just going to get a lot harder on myself. I'm just going to like be really strict. I'm going to like have this schedule. It's kind of like uh, when people set New Year's goals and they're like, I'm going to change 59 things at once. And you're like, ooh, okay, that's a lot of things to change. That's just like too many changes to implement to actually get results and to stay consistent. So being really tough on yourself, it's that's actually another form of self-sabotage. Like you are literally setting yourself up for failure because while it might feel good in the moment of having these like really restrictive things, it's it's totally not sustainable. You know, you have to make changes in your behavior very slowly, ones that feel good and ones that you can actually stick with. So let's go into some ways that you might have picked up self-sabotaging behaviors. So the first one is a big one and it is conditioning. So what were you modeled? What were you taught when you were younger? Maybe you had overly protective parents. I mean, that is a really common one. I don't know if I've talked to many people that that hasn't been the case for them. And it's not I'm not I'm not dissing your parents I think they are awesome I think they did a great job but if they kind of like put this conditioning on you that you have to you know be really safe all the time like what did that teach you to stay small to stay you know in your comfort zone like that's probably not serving you if you had parents that were afraid to succeed and maybe they didn't try or go for their dreams, you know, that maybe taught you that like, ooh, okay, it's not safe to go for my dreams either, so I might as well just stay where I'm at. I really want you, if you resonate with that, like think of the first time that you remember that behavior being modeled for you and then if you have examples of times that you actually displayed this behavior yourself. Self-sabotage, it can also be a protective mechanism that we come up with to cope with different situations. So this could be potentially avoiding conflict or avoiding issues. This could be with goal setting. So with goal setting, we get this big dopamine hit, but sometimes we actually avoid achieving the goal or working towards the goal because there's there's like some perceived threat in the back of our minds. Self-sabotage occurs when the desire to reduce the threat exceeds the drive to reach the goal. So that just means when you're so afraid of the potential consequence that we actually just don't make a shift, we don't make a change. So a good example of this for climbing for me would be I used to have a huge fear of falling. It pops up every once in a while, but for the most part, I feel like I've really worked through a lot of it. And I would always say that like, you know what, I will send this, this sport climbing route once I care more about sending than I care about falling. And that was a total self-sabotage thing for me to do because I was caring more about the outcome, falling, than I was about the actual process and about sending. So really like taking a look at 
you know, your behaviors on a deep level, I think can be really, really helpful. Another way that we might learn self-sabotage is trauma response. So again, that's a protective mechanism. It can also come from rejection or neglect. So this could definitely cause self-esteem issues when we don't feel worthy of the things that we want. So if at your core level, you don't feel worthy of love, you don't feel worthy of money, you don't feel worthy of the things that you want, of course you're going to self-sabotage on your way to it. I mean, this is the thing that we focus on the most in brain rewiring is self-worth. We focus on raising that, really showing you that you are so damn worthy of everything that you've ever wanted and more. You are worthy of it all. The universe wants you to have it. How can we get you to be a co-conspirator with the universe in your own happiness, in your future? Because if we do have that low level of self-worth, then how are we ever going to ask for that promotion? How are we ever going to ask for that person to sign up for us as a client? How are we ever going to get on harder boulders that might really challenge us because, oh my gosh, what if somebody sees me fall off of this? So we really do a lot of work cultivating more self-worth for people because that is the the one thing, that is probably the main negative brain pathway that brain rewiring helps people with. So let's go into some of the ways that we can self-sabotage. I think you're really going to resonate with these. I know that I do. And it's, for me, it was really helpful to see kind of some of the ways that these played out. So the first one is going to be perfectionism. Yep, absolutely. This is a form of self-sabotage. So having unrealistic or unreasonable expectations that either we are trying to live up to or we have for other people. It's that all or nothing type of behavior. So this can create a lot of avoidance. Oh, well, if I can't do it perfectly, I'm just not going to do it. Absolutely, that's self-sabotage. Um, a good example of this would be a business owner that doesn't have all the pieces of the puzzle. So maybe they're just getting started, but they don't have a bank account. Maybe they don't have uh, their LLC or whatever it is. So therefore, they just don't put themselves out there at all. And I mean, the longer you wait, the longer you wait with that. So another example of perfectionism could be, well, if I'm not going to send this rock climb looking like a ballet dancer and I'm going to like flail and struggle my way through it, I'm just not going to try it. I'm not going to even try until I'm fully ready. But I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Like I sent my first V10 and I was flailing my way through that thing. I was really surprised that I actually did it that way. But if I never would have tried, if I would have had that perfectionism attitude, I probably wouldn't have done it. Not until that, like I probably still wouldn't have done it, honestly. Other ways that we self-sabotage procrastination, so the cycle of putting it off and then achieving it right before it's due, that's actually how you reinforce this pattern is saying like, oh, I just can't get it done until right before it's due. I know I struggle with this all the time. This is something that I'm really working on for myself is not doing things at the last minute because I typically wait to do things until I'm inspired. And I mean, nothing inspires like a deadline. Like, oh, nope, this actually has to be done at this point in time. So another way that we can procrastinate is doing too much research which can actually feel productive. I know a lot of questioners, if your for tendency is a questioner, they get stuck in analysis paralysis where you're just like in this process of taking in so much information, but you don't actually decide or make a decision. So it can feel really productive, but it actually isn't to a certain point. Like you're actually just putting off and procrastinating, making a decision because once we make a decision and we put our energy behind it, that's when we actually start to make changes. That's when doors open. That's when opportunities come in. That's when things can start to change for you. 
Another way that we self-sabotage is needing to control everything. I think that one is pretty self-explanatory, but if you're needing to have this like high locus of control all the time over everything and the second that it feels like it starts to slip and then you just like go down this rabbit hole, this spiral, like you're probably not helping yourself. You're probably feeling like you're getting derailed all the time because control is an illusion. Like we just don't have as much control as we like to think that we do. Another way that this really pops up is staying small. So this is a huge one for most of my clients. This is a really big one for me as well. So things like not speaking up, not investing in yourself, not spending any money on yourself. Because I mean, honestly, when you're saying I don't want to invest in myself, what you're saying is like, I don't believe in myself enough to get the results that I'm wanting from this thing. Other ways of staying small is just kind of letting everybody else, you know, voice their opinions and maybe you're just in the background. Maybe you were taught when you were younger that it's just like your opinion isn't, you know, it's not as valuable as other people's or maybe you should just, you know, stay quiet, stay in the background, whatever it is. Like I, if this is something that you struggle with is staying small and like not stepping into your power, I would really try to think back to like, where did this first start for me? Where did I learn this behavior? Because this is generally conditioning. Another big one, and I kind of mentioned this before, is fear of success. I know a lot of people might be thinking it's fear of failure, but it really is fear of success. So like, what is going to change when we are successful? What will people think? How will my relationships change? The ego tells us that we aren't good enough and we don't truly deserve that thing as we get closer to our goal. That's not true. We know it's total bullshit, but you've got to keep that in mind when you're working towards your goals. A lot of imposter syndrome can come up for people. And I mean, for me, I love it. I love imposter syndrome because that means you're being challenged to step into that next version of yourself. You're being challenged to step up. The universe is giving you a chance, giving you an opportunity. And I mean, you wouldn't experience imposter syndrome if you didn't actually give a shit about what you're doing. So, I mean, that's what I tell all of my business clients. I'm like, I'm like, yep, this is a good thing. It's, it's good. You want this? Like, let's let's work through this together. Another big way that you might be self-sabotaging is in relationships. And I mean, I could probably do many, many podcast episodes just solely on this, but we're just going to like briefly run through it. So choosing incompatible partners for yourself, if you pick a lot of fights, if you refuse to commit fully, if there's just a lot of mistrust, and if you tend to lose yourself in the relationship, these can be kind of like big signs that you are self-sabotaging within a relationship because maybe at your core, you don't truly believe that you're lovable. Maybe you don't believe that you're worthy of love. So of course, you're going to try to subconsciously destroy what you've built because you don't feel worthy of it. You don't feel worthy of having it. You're afraid that it's going to go away. I know for me, I uncovered a really big thing with one of my mentors the other day, and I realized I'd been holding on to this core belief, and this is absolutely a form of self-sabotage. I was holding on to this core belief that I was a difficult person, that I, you know, am difficult. I'm difficult to be around. I just have a lot of different opinions, and therefore, that makes me difficult. I had learned that from my childhood, and I mean, yeah, sure, I, I was actually a difficult kid, but, you know, most kids have have their issues here and there, but I really took that to heart. And I realized that in my relationship that, you know, I didn't actually believe that people would stick around. I didn't believe that I was worthy of having the world's most amazing relationships. So I could definitely see places where I was self-sabotaging, you know, picking fights. But like, really, it was me like almost trying to drive that person away because I didn't feel worthy of having that love. 
So that's a deep one. You know, it's probably going to bring up a lot for you if you're somebody that sees the self-sabotage within the relationships. But a lot of this is what we really deal with in brain rewiring. Like this, we need to get down to these subconscious thought patterns. What do you truly believe about yourself? And why are these patterns repeating? Why are you not getting closer to the goals that you have? Why do you continue to self-sabotage when you know, like you know at your core that you want that thing, that you have that goal, that you have that value? These are the subconscious blocks that we have. And this is absolutely... Our goal in brain rewiring is to uncover these, to replace these with positive brain pathways that actually serve you and actually get you closer to your goal, to raise your personal frequency, your vibration, your self-worth, your confidence, all of it. It's all intertwined because if you truly at your core believe that you are worthy of everything you've ever wanted, you would probably act a lot differently. So hopefully this episode was helpful for you. It was really fun for me to be able to sit down, write some notes on this, and be able to record this because this is something that's definitely been on the top of my mind before. I know I have self-sabotaged in many ways and I'm sure I will continue to do so until I identify and really like notice these patterns for myself. Thankfully, I feel like I identify them a lot sooner now, but it is always, like I mentioned, having a mentor or a coach or somebody to mirror our behaviors to us. Like, I just don't know if I would have picked up on that pattern without her mirroring that for me, without her saying, can I offer a suggestion? Can I offer an observation for you? And I think my jaw dropped when she said that. And I was like, oh my fucking God, you are totally right. You are totally right. Which is why I love the group format and the group program for Synergy and for Brain Rearing to really help us notice our patterns that like we are not even conscious of, but other people could potentially spot those so easily and then gently offering up an observation or a suggestion so that we can start to shift and change. So if you have been interested in brain rewiring, again, I will put all of the information, the link in the show notes. If you're interested in the self-paced version, just send me a DM, send me an email. I'll be sure to put you on the list so you can be the first to know when those very limited spots open. I want to keep it really small because I want to be very, very in touch with these people and see how it's going for them. So they're actually going to get quite a bit of support through this process as I get feedback feedback and really see how the self-paced version works for people. So again, just send me a DM, send me an email. And if you have not yet left a rating or review for the show, I would so appreciate it. Like really, it makes my day. It absolutely makes my day. I check these almost every day to see if I have do ratings and reviews. So if you haven't done it yet, it's super, super easy. You can do it on iTunes. Just scroll to the bottom and leave your rating and a review. This helps me decide the direction of this show. It helps me see exactly what you're loving and so much more more. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next episode.